Yelit Marinovich, your host. Welcome back to Strength in Words, a family enrichment program for parents, caregivers, and infants and toddlers of all developmental levels. Each week we get together to sing a few songs, discuss some ideas for play, and outline some insight about early development. This series is time for you to be together and to feel like you're doing something good for and with your baby, small child, or multiple young children. Please follow your child's lead. I am a speech and language pathologist and I specialize in work with very young children, but this is not to be confused with speech therapy. This is what I call family enrichment. All suggested activities are meant to be enjoyed by your baby under close adult supervision. For a more complete story of Strength in Words, please listen to my introduction episode or visit my website, strengthinwords.com. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here. We can start by saying hello to the people who are with us. Hello to Ayalit, hello to the singers, hello, 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 hello. Hello to the babies, hello to the toddlers, hello, hello, hello. Hello to the children, hello to the grown-ups, hello, 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 hello. Hello to your friends, hello to my friends, hello, hello, hello. Since I don't know your name, I'll help you sing the song and you can fill it in. Ready? Hello to your child's name. Hello to your name. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Today we have a special guest on the show, so let's give her a special welcome. Hello to Megan, hello to Chickadee Lit, hello, 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 hello. Hello to all our new friends, hello to all our old friends, hello, hello, hello. One last time, hello everybody, hello everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello everybody, hello everybody. It's nice to see you here. Today, I have a special guest to welcome to Strength in Words, Megan Lingo, an educational therapist, mother to three young children, and creator of Chickadee Lit. Megan, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. This is my first podcast experience. (laughs) Very exciting. So why don't you just start by telling me a little bit about your educational background? I think a lot of people listening might stumble over the term educational therapist. Well, educational therapist is a professional who works with individuals who have learning differences or learning disabilities, usually in a school setting or in a clinical setting. So an educational therapist might provide some diagnostic help, some direct remediation, and also some kind of advocacy or case management for people who have learning disabilities and are navigating the public school system or a university system or the workplace. So as an educational therapist myself, I worked in a variety of school settings and also clinical settings, mostly with kids. 
who have language-based learning disabilities, which affect their reading skills. Mm-hmm. And how has all that translated to Chickadee Lit and what you are doing now? Well, I um, before I was an educational therapist, I was a, a reading teacher in public, private, and charter schools for a number of years. And I'm just super passionate about reading. And I think that it's just the best thing that you can do with your free time and so, so important. And then when I became a mother, it became even more important to me. Reading is something that has always been a passion of mine professionally and personally. And now as a mother, the opportunity to share this intimate and emotional experience with my kids as they're just beginning to make meaning out of story is just the most beautiful thing. And I am so passionate about making the most of that experience for my family and also helping other parents enjoy and make the most out of that story time experience too. And as a mother of three young children, has your own experience as a parent informed your work in early literacy or how has it? That's an interesting question. I think that it has brought in a new emotional level to my work. The idea that we can use developing literacy to connect and to deepen connections, I think is really powerful to, it's a way for you to expand your experience and the experience of your children well beyond, you know, the the walls of your house or your local community, a way to see the world. And also it's just so fascinating to watch children learn language Mm -hmm. for the first time. So watch them receive and watch them express and watch them develop more complex ideas and be able to express more complex ideas over time. I've really gotten um, an intimate and close look at the way people create meaning and layers over time and literacy and reading is just a huge component of that. I totally agree. I think what you said about giving your children experience through the language of books, it's so true. I mean, you can expose them to vocabulary, for instance, that obviously you would never see if you never lived near a volcano, for instance, but you might read a book about a fantastic volcano. So today, you and I wanted to discuss and focus on early literacy experiences for infants and toddlers through the reading of wordless picture books. And I think many of us as adults pick up a book and just expect to read what's on the page. And I've spoken a little bit in previous episodes of Strength in Words, such as Think Outside the Text, about some ways to be playful instead of feeling confined by the limitations of what I suppose we could call traditional book reading, right? But let's talk about why you recommend using wordless picture books. Well, I agree that wordless picture books, there's something about them I think that can be really intimidating. (laughs) When my first daughter was born, some um, family friends gave us a beautiful wordless picture book that I put away on the shelf. Like, oh, I can't read this. It's, (laughs) I don't know what to do. It's too complicated, but. uh, You just have to think too much. You have to think too much. I just want to, I'm tired. I just want to say what it says on the page. But wordless picture books can be so rich. And some of the wordless picture books that we have are the most rich and complex texts that we have. And I really don't want any families to miss out on the experience of getting into those books with their kids. And I also love them because even though it can feel like pressure at first, in fact, it's no pressure 
because you can do whatever you want with a wordless picture book and you are free to let your child lead whatever way the story takes them or whatever way the pictures take them. And also there are just absolutely no barriers to enjoying a wordless picture book together because there are no words on the page. It doesn't matter how old you are or how well you can read or how well you can't read or what language or languages you're speaking together. All you have there are those beautiful images to guide you. And that is a really beautiful, magical thing. Oh, so true. I love that. It's, I think we miss out on thinking about what a great resource it is for multilingual families as well. It's, it's wonderful. So you mentioned that you have some special tips to share with all of us. So can we hear them? I do. In sharing wordless picture books and becoming more interested in all the wonderful wordless picture books that are out there, I developed kind of a toolkit that I use with my own kids for enjoying the books. And these are strategies that families can use to read any book, but I think they lend themselves particularly well to wordless book um, and give people a place to start engaging around a wordless picture book when you might be wondering how to get started. So when I read a wordless picture book with my kids, the first thing I do is take a picture walk. It's really tempting to tell kids the title of a book and you just start on the cover and say, here's this book and the title kind of says what it's about or you might say what it's about. But if you take a picture walk, all you're doing is flipping through the pages and looking at what you notice with the kids and letting your child take the lead and pointing out what they notice and what's interesting and important for them. And you can do some things to invite that from them and move that process along. But really the best thing to do when you take a picture walk is to just get out of their way. It can be lovely to just flip through and look at those books and it look at the pictures in the book and picture walks are also an excellent way to build engagement before and interest before you start reading the story because already they're looking and they're intrigued and they're wondering what's going to happen next and it just makes for a nice neutral beginning Mm -hmm. for their their building of understanding it's so true and how funny that our not disengagement but our sort of sitting back and zipping it instead of trying to sort of lead the activity is actually an invitation for them to lead. It's because I think a lot of us feel like we have to guide and we have to be in charge of a book reading activity because our children don't know how to read yet. So I love what you say about how this is a wonderful opportunity for engagement because it is a wonderful way for them to, in a sense, show us how they can engage with the book. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it's so tempting to say, this is the right answer. Or this is what happens next. But if you get out of their way, they're making their own meaning. And even if you think that it's wrong, understanding is built in layers over time. And you don't, you don't need to correct them. They're building their own path hmm. through the book and, th- and through life, right? <laughs> Another thing that I do when I read picture books that don't have any words with my kids is think aloud for them. Mm -hmm. And thinking aloud is 
is an excellent thing to do whenever you're reading with your kids. So, because when you are doing that, you're giving kids kind of a glimpse inside of your head and letting them understand how you make meaning and how you build understanding. And it also builds a frame for them that they can construct their own meaning and own understanding in. So I might just use some stems to get started. Like with questioning, I would say, when I see this, I wonder about why he feels this way, or I wonder what's going to happen next. Mm -hmm. And just showing them that you have questions and you wonder can be a powerful tool to help them ask their own questions and have their own curiosity. Another, another way to think aloud is that I think is important is to don't be afraid to model confusion is something I often think aloud about because as adults, we, when we're reading, we have dissonant moments and we have moments where our comprehension breaks down and that's okay. And I really want to share that message with all kids and with my kids that it's okay to be confused. Mm -hmm. And here's what I do. I stop and I notice that I'm confused. And then I say, let's look for some clues to help figure out what's happening. The third tool that I use kind of in my wordless picture book toolkit is all about getting them talking and encouraging expressive language in kids through wordless picture books. Because there aren't any words on the page, you can say and your child can say whatever he or she wants. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a great opportunity to get them to start speaking and expressing. Some tricks for doing that are setting face-to-face and reading. A lot of times we, you know, sit side by side in bed or in a chair together, but you can encourage talking by setting Mm face-to-face when you're reading the book and sharing that way. And so they can see what you're doing with your mouth when you are saying certain words. Another tip for encouraging expressive language with wordless picture books is not being afraid to make all the funny sounds in the book and getting them to make sounds. There's one book that my son is two and he loves things that move trucks and trains. And there this, there's this great book by Donald Cruz called truck. And it's just a bunch of pictures of trucks. And we like to, you know, they zoom and they zip and they do, they honk and they do all the things that trucks do. And he loves to imitate those sounds that I make. And then, you know, as your kids grow older, you can encourage them to name things that are on the page. And you can also um, encourage them to look at the book and get them to tell stories that have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Mm. And when you get them talking, you don't have to do the talking anymore. (laughs) And it's pulling out of them the language that you want to encourage. And the cute, I mean, even with what we could consider a pre-verbal infant or toddler. You mentioned a little bit before gesturing and pointing to certain things and that you, you're talking about what they're interested in on the page, but also the, using those environmental sounds is such a great way to, to, like you said, get them talking and get them vocalizing and, and get them associating the representation of of an object with a sound in the environment. Okay, so another thing that, another opportunity that wordless books provide is the opportunity to focus on inference. And making inferences is a thinking skill that adults have that we have developed over a lot of time and a lot of repetition. Basically just the ability to read between the lines and to draw conclusions based on clues that you see in the environment. 
And a great way to encourage that is by sharing wordless picture books. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways to start with that skill is by looking at the characters' faces Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out what they're thinking or what they're feeling based on the expression on their face and the situation that they're in. And that's kind of a double whammy because it helps kids develop this skill of inferencing that is so important to navigating the world. And it also helps them build their repertoire of social emotional skills, understanding what different emotions are and understanding what other people, in this case, a character in a wordless book might be experiencing in a given situation. My favorite book for that is this book called Wave by uh, Susie Lee. And it's a great summer read for families who are vacationing at the beach. And it's it's just a little, the experience of a little girl encountering the ocean at the seashore for the very first time. And she had, runs through so many different emotions of fear and trepidation to wonder and surprise. And it's a wonderful book to share with my three-year-old because she's... Um, really surprises me with how wise she can be about what experiences she's seeing on the page. And my last tip for wordless books is all about extending the experience. Mm. Because one of the great things about a wordless book is you can never read it the same way twice. (laughs) A book with words, you can go through and, you know, you read the words and oftentimes our favorite kids favorite books we memorize the words and we kind of recite them but a wordless book is always new every time and we can take advantage of that and help it have many many lives so um, one of the things that you can do is incorporate written language if your kids are getting started on down that road or just to model that for very young kids mm. with sticky notes, mm. you can take sticky notes and write down, label their favorite parts of the page. And for older kids, write dialogue, maybe what the characters in the book are, might be saying to each other. And then you can uh, turn it into a book on tape if you want your to read it with your child and record it, and then they can listen to it on their own later. And one of the people that I had a chance to chat with on Instagram about wordless books tried that technique, and she had multiple children who all recorded their own version of the book on tape and then listened to each other's and were surprised by what was the same and what was different in their interpretations. So there's so much play that you can do with a wordless book, whether it's focused on language, focused on oral language or written language, or even just drama, acting it out or doing art that responds to it in some way together, tactile experiences together. Oh, thanks so much, Megan. So where can our listeners find you if they want to check out more about you and about Chickadee Lit? Well, Chickadee Lit is on Instagram. That's the place where I'm most active right now. And I hope that any of your listeners who are on Instagram will join me because I'm posting my family's favorite books, wordless books and other kinds of books almost on a daily basis and building a really great community there of book lovers and parents who love reading with their kids. And it's a great place to connect with other people around reading and sharing the experience of reading as a family. And I also am on Facebook at Chickadee Lit and coming soon, hopefully, my blog at www.chickadeelit.com. 
www.thestrengthinwords.com. Perfect. And I'll be providing those links on this week's podcast episode page on the Strength in Words website so that you can easily refer back. Thanks so much, Megan. Thank you. This was so fun. You were so gracious to allow me to do this with you. Thanks for being here. See you later. What will you do the rest of your day? Goodbye to the babies. Goodbye to the toddlers. Goodbye bigger kids. Goodbye all the siblings. Goodbye all the grown-ups. Goodbye to the singers. Goodbye Ayalik. Goodbye to this music. We laughed and we played. We're getting very clever. This is what counts. Being here together. Thanks so much, everyone. For a transcript of the interview or instructions to make and ideas for how to use your very own DIY wordless picture book, as well as a free download of the one I have created for you as a special treat, you can head over to my website, strengthinwords.com. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher, as well as straight from the website. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review on any and all of those forums. If you feel inclined to support what we're doing here at Strength in Words, you can do so by visiting my website and clicking on the link to either make a one-time donation or by becoming a patron of Strength in Words on Patreon. I'll be here again next week.